What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast. And in today's podcast, uh, Adam is not with me right now, but I'm going to be with him in a little bit, so I might run into him recording along the way. I'm actually doing this how I used to. I have my Apple like plug-in headphones, um, obviously to avoid the EMF. And I'm just walking right now, so if you hear some cars and stuff like that, yeah, I'm walking and it's just like uh, I'm leaving you a voicemail, a long, very long voicemail. So I actually just posted on my Instagram story to see if anyone wanted to ask questions like 10 minutes ago. And I'm going to just refer to that for people leading, asking some questions for this podcast. Um, first one comes from Brian Reagan 79 on Instagram who asks... What times of day do you journal, meditate, work out? So I used to be extremely disciplined with this kind of stuff, um, but crossing the street now. But uh, in terms of like doing it the same exact time every day, and I think I was like that initially because it was sort of difficult for me to do it because I didn't really like it or enjoy it, and so I had to make it like a, a routine. But then what happened was it became something that I actually just really liked. Like, I love meditating, I love working out, and I love journaling. Now, with working out, it's a little bit different because I have a trainer. So I train Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. PST. And that's pretty much, no matter where I am in the world, I work out at that exact time. Um, And so, so yeah. that is when I work out. As far as meditation goes, I, I mean, I'll meditate multiple times throughout the day. Typically, right when I wake up, I'll do something, you know, just to start my day off with like the, you know, the, the God connection, if you will, right? The connection to that higher power, universe, whatnot. And then I'll, you know, I'll check in multiple times throughout the day to make sure I'm in that constant state, that constant connection. And it is, you know, it, it's very important to me, but I don't really have like an exact meditation like setup routine. Just I think honestly because I've been doing it for so long, there's so many different styles that I have in my tool belt that I can kind of tap into depending on exactly what I need. Like for example, if I feel very high strung, uh, there's several like courses that I've bought in the past um, where there's specific meditations that I go and listen to for specific things I need. Uh, I guess I could just run you through what they all are. So one of them is Eckhart Tolle's, or Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, his Conscious Manifestation course. I bought it probably like a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. It was like 400 bucks. And there's like a few meditations actually by him and by his like life partner, wife, I don't know exactly what they are, Kim. Um, And she is... uh, she has these like awesome relaxation and full body reset meditations that I will do very, very often. Um, and so I do those and those are great. And I also do, there's one from this guy, Jonathan White, who's actually absolutely fantastic. Um, he has this account that he talks a lot about like sexual transmutation and sexual Kung Fu. And he'll basically, um, you know, he'll, he'll share like his, his, you know, his wisdom in Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, which is like energy work. 
and how to move energy throughout your body, how to clear negative emotions that can be lodged in the cells of your body. And I'll do that. Here's a few different meditations. One is called the inner smile meditation that I do quite a bit. And then there's something else called the six healing sounds that I do quite a bit. And um, and yeah, he's, he's really great. Um, and so I do those when, I mean, I just do those like every once in a while. I'll do the six healing sounds if I feel stressed at all ever as well, which, you know, can happen when you run a business and you got a lot of decisions to make. Um, so there's that. And I also do occasionally, I would say like once every month, I'll do a Joe Dispenza meditation. And I say once a month because they're very, very intense and you, they're not definitely not something you need to do every day. Now, in addition to those, I think the most common meditation I'll do is essentially a, a stillness meditation where you just, uh, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. But one, one that I do very often is called a stillness meditation. The one I do the most often is different. I'll get to that in a second. But a stillness meditation is basically when you just set a timer on your phone and you just sit there and try not to move. You try to be still. And in doing that, I have found that um, I'm able to just, your body follows the mind. So if your body can be still, then your mind will be still. And yeah, it's, it just, it works very well for me. So the thing I do most, the meditation I really do most is actually sort of what I'm doing right now, but it's basically just conscious awareness of, of what you're doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be sitting still doing nothing because even doing nothing is doing something. At a certain point, I know if uh, if you read um, anything on meditation, it's like, oh, sit still, do nothing. But I've found that even doing nothing is doing something. So right now I'm walking, and I would consider it a meditation because I'm simply just making sure that I'm, I'm practicing being aware of myself and what I'm saying and the space that it's coming from and being aware of my body and being aware of my breath and being aware of if I'm judging anything or anyone. And... So that, I would say that's the thing I do the most often. And one, you could argue that I'm doing that like 95% of my day. So that's kind of like a meditation in and of itself that I'm doing almost all the time. So that's kind of, that's probably why I don't have a routine because, you know, even when I'm, even when I'm working, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and that reminds me, there's another thing I do called the micro, the microcosmic orbit. And it's a, it's a Qigong practice. I learned it from Jonathan White and, uh, with the other guy, his name is uh, Montak Chia. Um, and it's just a movement of energy throughout your body and just helps circulate things so you don't get anything stuck. And yes, yeah, honestly, this stuff is very, very, I can't imagine not doing it. When I meet people who like don't utilize this stuff, I'm like, like, how do you operate, you know? So journaling. Journaling is um, what I've been doing a lot lately. You know, I used to do a lot of handwritten journaling and when I really want to detach and get away from technology, I will do some handwritten journaling, but for the most part what I do is I type everything out in my notes on my computer, and I have a certain note-taking system in my computer that I've found has worked quite well for me. Um, and basically what it is, is I have two, two large like macro folders, one's called 20, one's called 80. The most important things go in the 20 folder, and then so I have folders within the 20 folder, like I have one that's just called journal, and that's where I'll do all the uh, journal stuff. And then I'll get into my journaling routine in a bit. 
Um, and then I also have a folder just for the diff different businesses that I run and that I'm a part of. And yeah, those are, I mean, that's really the main folders. Um, so, and then I'll have also folders for like content or podcast ideas and stuff like that. And so in the journal folder, if I ever open that up, and by the way, if any of those folders get exhausted, like if I stop working on a business or I used to have like school stuff in there, I just move it down into the 80 folder. So that's like the 80% of things that aren't as important. So I can focus on the top 20% of things that are important. That's why the 80-20 thing uh, is there. So the 20%, uh, the journaling. Okay. So typically journaling, I like to do stream of consciousness and I'll just type and let myself like write things out without, uh, without thinking about them. And that has been, I think, probably the thing I do the most. Occasionally I'll do some maybe gratitude journaling or, you know, future visualization and stuff like that. But a lot of the time it's just like letting my thoughts go into my typing fingers and, and just seeing what comes out. And, you know, that's been very, very helpful. Um, something I haven't done, but that I do think is very important is, you know, uh, journaling into questions. So there's some really good questions. I think if you Google like Tim Ferriss, 17 impossible questions, you'll find a really good list of questions to journal on. One I like to do pretty often is how could I make my life better by taking things away? How could I make my life better by subtracting or rather than adding? And that helps you to really see if you can eliminate stuff from your life in order to make it less stressful and, you know, more fun. And so, yeah, that's, that's really all I would say for that question. Um, it is roughly time for me to meet up with Adam, but I'm a little bit far away. We're meeting up at Erwan. So let me see if I refresh, if there's some more questions I might want. Oh, wow, there's a bunch. Okay. Um, someone asked, let's see, what or who inspired you to go beyond what you thought you were capable of? Oh, this is going to be the corniest answer ever, but I would say it's, it's God. It's, it is that connection to, uh, you know, higher power that you don't have to be inspired by any particular person because it's, it's a calling, you know, it's, you can't help but do it because it's a connection and a calling that is there. And, um, you know, it's not up to you. It's not up to you to look at, I mean, at a particular level of consciousness, I do think that, you know, you look up to people and you're inspired by people, but ultimately what you should do is listen to yourself and listen to that voice that you have within yourself. And that's going to guide you to the highest level of motivation. And for me, that, that is what's made me do what I didn't think I was capable of. Um, you know, I'm someone that sets like very, very big goals and I work toward them and work toward them. Sometimes I come up short, but I think that's probably what keeps me, you know, more and more motivated. Um, but again, you know, it, it just comes back to that connection and that connection comes from, sorry, I'm at a busy intersection right now. That connection comes from meditation and making sure that you're uh, staying consistent with it and it's starting to learn how to actually enjoy the practice. Okay, last question for now. Then maybe I'll do another podcast with Adam in a bit. Actually, you know what? I'll probably just keep on recording until I see him. But um, question now is focused. Okay, focus on myself for so long that my friend group moved on without me. What do I do? Well, I would focus on making some newer friends because, you know, uh, chances are if you've been working on yourself and they haven't been working on themselves, um, 
you've probably progressed to a level that they just don't relate to. You know, if they if they were really working on themselves, and that's probably the type of people you want around you, then, um, you know, they would they would understand, right? Like I have friends who, I just like we just know. I actually have a friend, one of my good friends, Jay Bing. I haven't talked to him in over a year, and I just know he's grinding. And there's just there's a mutual like love and respect for each other because we just haven't made time to chat but like we know what each other are up to and where we're both at and um so you know if we wanted to hang out like we would uh but we're just we both know we're just so focused on our worlds aren't aligning at the moment but i'm sure they will come back and align some point in the future so so yeah um i mean I guess like where do you find newer friends if you feel like you you know you ran out um I just have to say especially if you're working on yourself you know online like discords working on yourself developing your Instagram profile showcasing like what it is you've been working on and starting to put content out there like honestly I think the best way I've made friends is by putting content out there like actually sharing what I'm truly passionate about to the world is the number one thing that has attracted higher level amazing people that I really resonate with because they're, I mean, they're resonating with the thing that's coming from my heart, which is my work rather than anything else. So, I mean, I think that is, you know, a a beautiful thing. And if you are open and willing to, to do that, then, uh, then, then I think you'll find that you'll actually attract people more. Let's, but let's say you don't want to do content and put stuff out there. That's totally fine. Just think about where do you like to hang out? Like, know yourself. And if you like to do certain things, then there's a chance, a high probability, that the things that you like to do, other people that you would be friends with like to do those things as well. And you can then go to those places and do those things together. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but, you know, the more you kind of break it down and be specific with it and make a list of, like, loca- like places you could travel to. I mean, if you've been working on yourself a lot, I'm assuming that means you've been building your income and making money. And at that point, you know, you're really capable of traveling. So, you know, going to like a lot of life is just making sure you're in the right place at the right time. And how you do that, you know, you learn over time. This is actually something Adam and I specialize in, in uh, some of our higher, higher level coaching that we do for, you know, se- uh, seven figure entrepreneurs, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs. We actually, we work with guys who um, are not, living the lifestyle that they want exactly. They've been maybe working on their business a lot. They've made a lot of money, but they don't know where to go and where to have fun. It's literally, I'm not even pitching it because I, you know, this, this is something people kind of just reach out to us. They sort of know that we're the guys for this. Um, I don't talk about it a lot because we don't have too many clients for it. We really only work with a very, very select few, like under 20 people a year. Um, but we, we basically help guys who have money, like, know how to spend their money and where to spend it and how to have just maximum enjoyment in their life. We call it 28K. The idea is you have 28,000 days roughly to live. That's like the average lifespan. Are you living those to their fullest potential? And, you know, uh, a big thing we focus on is making sure that guys are going to the actual right places and, you know, spending their time and their money in the right way. So, you know, on a, on a more micro scale, let's say you're not at seven figures yet, um, that's fine. You know, you can go and do 
uh, or, or visit, you know, places in your city. Like, let's say you like to train, you like to work out. Well, there's different gyms in your town probably. If you live in a big city, there's probably tons of gyms that you could go to. So, uh, I actually see Adam right now. I'm waving to him. <laughs> um, if, if there's a, a lot of gyms in your city that you could go to, um, then you want to probably pick the one where you think you would resonate and find the most people that would, okay, that, that would uh, vibe with you, right? Like if you could spend a little bit more money on like, uh, as opposed to going like to an LA fitness, maybe you go to an Equinox or a Dog Pound, you're going to spend more money for sure. But think about the connections that you make and the social capital that you get out of, you know, going to some of these cooler uh, gyms and more higher level places. So yeah, that's something to, to really think about. Um, and I'll be with Adam in a second. Maybe we'll, we'll record a whole different podcast and talk about other stuff because we do have a lot to talk about. And I felt like it was nice to, for me to throw in kind of an old fashioned solo one, like I have been doing for a while here. Um, other than that, you know, if you're thinking about starting a course, I'd recommend going to coursebuilder.com slash book your call, book a call with our team. See if there's a, you know, if you have an idea or a passion that you want to turn into a business so you can travel and work from anywhere and have money and to be able to do all this kind of stuff I was talking about just now, then I would highly recommend uh, checking it out. We are working with 50 people right now, but we have some more spots available. And um, yeah, it's, it's very fun for us. It's very fun for me because I finally get to coach people on how to make money. You know, I, I've been working on helping people build social circles and make friends and you know, work on themselves personally for the last many years. But now I finally get to uh, you know, help people make money. So that's coursebuilder.com. That's C-O-U-R-S-E-B-L-D-R.com slash book your call. And yeah, come, uh, come hang out. All right, I'm gonna grab dinner with Adam. Maybe we'll record another one in a bit, maybe not, but either way. Hope you have a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed this, share it to your story and also, you know, tag me or DM me if you like this kind of stuff. I will talk to you guys later. Peace.